Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Dark Insight Podcast, episode 14 on Friday the 19th of February. I'm here as always, Mr. Cliff Goldsmith, and I'm joined over there in America by Mr. Jeremy Grau. How are we doing, sir? Doing well, Cliff. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Very good, very good. Uh, relatively early here for a change. Nice half eight, so no whiskey for me this week. I've run out of whiskey, so that's a shame. Just they, drinking coke. <laughs> they sell more at the store. I'll, I'll come get you some. I'll come bring you some. <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I should have actually thought this through and uh, picked some up on the way home, but that was a no-no. But for the first time uh, in the history of our... Well, well technically the second time because he wasn't here on episode one. But uh, Mr. Charles Turner, Vader Van Odin, is not going to be here on this show as he's buggered off to Australia, the jammy man. Australia? Where I thought he lived in Australia. Isn't that what his accent is from? <laughs> oh, don't let me hear you say that. <laughs> this, is, this is the test to see if he actually listens to the episode that he's not on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know his wife will definitely pick up on it because I know she definitely watch, watch, uh, listens to it because she tweets me sometimes. So she'll, she'll definitely pick up and go, all right. That's take true, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's... Uh, He's off doing a nice uh, family holiday, enjoying himself in Australia. <laughs> he was going to do a crazy thing and try and ooh, uh, buzz in from the airport, but he's he's crazy and he needs some time away just to chill for a little bit. So <laughs> he needs to he's take a, a break man. from from the YouTube and from the <laughs> from the podcast. He just needs a little vacation. Yes, he most certainly does. He, he's he's quite deep in it. He's very committed. That's for certain. <sighs> Yeah. Right. So, yes, no Vader this week, but we'll carry on and soldier on without him and he'll be back next week. Well, not next week, but the next episode and on that that episode, I'm not going to be there because I've got some family <laughs> stuff to do. So, we we switch switching out positions, which is which is cool. This is so, the advantage uh, of having a uh, a third cast member so we can we can kind of swap out as we're needed. Yes, it's uh it's definitely going to uh, come in handy, that's for sure. But it's nice because we're, we're, it means we're able to uh, have a break if need be and take a week off and whatnot. Whereas before we we kind of had to, that. That's why we the episodes were so far spaced apart because if one of us couldn't do it, that was it, and we had to postpone. And a couple of the episodes were kind of like five, six weeks apart, you know. So it's it's nice to be able to get that consistency now of of the constant schedule, which I think will help. So. I mean, if we're going to turn into podcast millionaires, we have to have an episode every week, no matter what. <laughs> That's it. Got, if, we, if, we, if we want to bring in, in them podcast dollars, we, we need to we need to up our game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. But no, on that note, um, obviously bringing you on board has definitely done the show uh, uh, a little favours because our viewing numbers have gone up. Well, on our last episode, they've definitely uh, spiked. They, they kind of plateaued for a bit they started going up again and then they spiked 
bringing you in so it's uh we're, we're gradually gradually getting bigger gradually growing and yeah we're just trying to grow the the, the podcast as much as we can really so yeah absolutely uh, um i don't i'm not going to lay credit to the viewer spike but um I, i'm very excited to be here and you know having more people to advertise for you on twitter and whatnot not necessarily advertise but recommend you on twitter and whatnot is i think a good thing um, <laughs> is this a good time to talk about our, our little project that we've worked on since the last episode i think it, yeah it's it's uh, quite a nice little segue to be honest uh, um so last episode we announced that we had some 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 spiffy new email addresses that you can get in contact with us um i'm jeremy at dark insight we have cliff at dark insight we have vader at dark insight.net um part of that uh was also securing the domain name so we could build a website and uh we have done that over the last week so now if you go to darkinsight.net, um you can find biographies of us you can find all of our episodes down to the very first one which was just cliff by his lonesome um which i remember very vividly because i beat a bloodborne boss while listening to that one morning um <laughs> we also have uh a, a a blog which doesn't have a whole lot of content now but i think is going to be very very busy in the future um so far we just have a review of uh firewatch for the ps4 which cliff wrote up if i remember correctly yes <clears throat> and he gave I it some a- go ahead yeah i can actually post that around now if we wanted to post that out it's like <laughs> look what i've done look at my review it's, it's finally done i've written my first piece but i was like oh, the site's not finished yet i can't say anything i'll have to wait <laughs> And um, and to me that that blog is not just going to be reviews of video games, but um, like I've got a couple of ideas for articles that I want to write up, um, and I've got some some how tos of some weird technical stuff that I do in my my spare time that I think would be a good fit. Um, so it'd just be a good place to come and learn some stuff, and we'd we'd really like for you guys to check it out and uh, just go and tell us if we spelled a word wrong on it. <laughs> I've had four or five people <laughs> proofread it, but you never know. Uh, and again, that website is darkinsight.net. Um, I mean, you can still find us in all the usual places. So we're always going to be on Twitter. We're always going to be on SoundCloud and iTunes and Tumblr and all of the various social media circles. Um, at some point this week, I'll probably get around to making us a Facebook page. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, just we'd, we'd have a kind of a central place to find us now, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, it's nice to have everything in one space. I mean, because at the moment, obviously, everyone's sort of tottering around from here to there to everywhere, at least with that central area. As you say, you've got uh, all of our articles, which we intend on doing. And as Jeremy said, it's not just going to be reviews. There's going to be articles that Jeremy's working on and also anything Vader works on. And I, I think we might even be sort of open to articles and interests of other people so if you have any ideas or articles or anything you might want to put to us to maybe put on the site you're more than welcome to obviously contact us at our emails and throw throw an idea or two our way we're always open ears for this sort of thing i think it's quite a nice nice little space for that sort of thing but absolutely i'm very open to that Mm. but it's just nice as well when you go on there obviously in the bios you've got all the links to our twitters to our youtube uh it's just a nice hub to have everything in one space i think it makes it easier if people go oh there's a new episode this week they can either go on their podcasting app or they can just go direct to the site and listen to it there rather than having to go through soundcloud and because that'll be updated constantly all the time with the latest episode on the main page and uh and an episode page where you can catch up with them all the previous episodes and they 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 won't disappear 
they'll all, they'll all um, uh, be there from now on. So you don't if you ever want to listen to say episode two in three years time, it, it, it will still be there. It won't disappear. So I think that's kind of good for new listeners as well to be able to catch up on old episodes if they want. Like I did with Twin Humanities, I basically when I started playing Budborne, I uh, listened from episode one all the way up to the latest ones. I literally was listening to them dudes every day for about a month solid, which was pretty mad. But I'm doing uh, I'm doing cool. the exact same thing right now. I'm uh I'm actually I'm actually so early in their podcast that they haven't even named themselves Twin Humanities yet. <laughs> they haven't figured Jeez, out that yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I do actually remember that conversation <laughs> with the, the. What was it? Just oh, what, was, what did they call themselves at the start? Um, like, two something souls. Uh, let me let me let me bring up my podcast. Really like the the, the podcast two that. souls or something. Yeah, it was maybe it could have been beyond <laughs> two souls. That'd be too hilarious. Uh, <laughs> It just says Polynot's Soulcast because I guess they oh, were attached. That was it. Yeah, 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 attached to Polygon at that point. Um, speaking uh, of Twin Humanities, something I want to knock out before we get into the video games is um, <clears throat> you mentioned earlier last last episode was my first episode for Dark Insight, and uh, I had when we announced that a lot of people on Twitter and Tumblr and everywhere else kind of came out and said congratulations and spread the link around and all of that. Um, so just real quick, like I want to thank uh, Chomp Chain, the podcast of uh, a bunch of dudes up in some northeastern part of the country that I have no idea where they are. Uh, but <laughs> I think they're know, in Boston. I think they are in Boston, yeah, um, or around there. Who knows? Mm. Um, but uh, <laughs> but Chris, Dylan, Joe, Steve, um, the last two episodes of Chomp Chain have not only have they been very good, but they've said some very nice things about me and our podcast. So much love to those guys over there. Patty and CJ from Twin Humanities came out of the work and said some really nice things. Um, our former guest, the Lore Hunter, uh, and probably future guest, if I had to guess, Sean was spreading our link around. I really appreciate that. Um, Morbid Beard, who has been on the show, Joshua Crow, which uh, we'll hear from him in our question section later on this later on in the episode. Thank you very much for spreading the love. And then. Um, there's probably more more than I'm forgetting, or but uh, the last one that I have on my list is uh, the Lego Dark Souls lady. She's uh, she runs Lego Dark Souls. Her name is Allison. You guys should go Google Lego Dark Souls and check out some of her work on Tumblr. But yeah, she was really right. nice about <laughs> spreading it around. So thank all of y'all. Really appreciate it and really appreciate the love. Yeah, nice. No, it's. it's- it's always nice when sort of everyone sort of just gets together and just helps each other out and we're all just sort of good for good internet friends and everyone everyone's just really cool in the circle and it's just it's really, it's, yeah it was great of everyone just showing just great positivity towards you joining the show and yeah it's, it was super nice so yeah just thanks to everyone thank you very much it's, it makes me want to join a new podcast every week <laughs> 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 just to get all the podcast hugs exactly <laughs> <laughs> well let's get into it enough, enough about us um, what's the yeah. what, you, what you want to talk about first this week Cliff oh well oh, there's, a, there's a few little bits should we dip into uh, the small news section we've got sure Hello, Charles. Hello. How's it going? Hello. I've ju- I've signed in. I've I've invaded the podcast all the way from Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> we we was I literally we was just talking about you saying how you needed a vacation away from the podcast and some gaming stuff, and you've turned up anyway. <laughs> hey, I've got to get in there. I've got to have my two cents. <laughs> but yeah, was- right now it's 
it's almost seven o'clock in the morning, um, and we're at the Brisbane International Airport. So there's a little bit of hub, a um, bit of a mayhem around me. Um, <laughs> the kids are tired and grumpy and hungry, but uh, got to get in there and say hi. <laughs> You're a madman, dude. You're a madman. Yeah. <laughs> ah, this He's this not- week's been all about the kids, so it's it's my turn to to have a chat. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say he was mad. I'd say he was an addict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, nice. Well, we was just going to fire in. We was just firing into the news. So. Uh, oh yeah. Yes. Well, is there uh, a, is there is there any games you've been playing while you're, you've been on the road, Vader? Yeah. N- no, I've been been too busy. I've been at fun parks. We've gone to about three fun parks while I've been here. Uh, Movie World, <laughs> Sea World, and Wet and Wild. We even went to Movie World twice because we had a week pass. Oh, nice. So no games, but um, been having a lot of fun. The only thing gaming related I've been doing is reading um, Souls of Darkness from Ga- uh, Gary on the Bonfire Side chat. Oh yeah, that's oh, Gary awesome. Butterfield's new book about uh, his kind of take on or his parody of Dark Souls and the Souls of Power books. That's right. Um, it's it was yeah. It's, so far, it's been really funny. Um, I've really enjoyed it, and yeah, it's it's. It, I'm, I think I'm about a third of the way through. So on the flight home, I'm looking forward to finishing it off. There's awesome. some extremely, yeah, like extremely funny lines in that book. It's, it's very hilarious. Yeah, it's been pretty good so far. Yeah, I've been wanting to find a, a little bit of space to sort of uh, sit down and read it because I don't don't have a great amount of spare time. So hopefully, I'm gonna once I get uh, Demon Souls out of the way, I'll have a bit of spare time and I'll. Uh, well, the way things are going, I might not ever get it out of the way, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not too long a read, which is good, um, it, it, and it reads quite quick and smooth. So yeah, I. Read on your on the loo every couple every day, and you should be right. Yeah, I suppose I could do really. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and Cliff, one of the Kickstarter uh, backer rewards is was a audio play that um, him and some of his mm. friends are gonna like do a live audio, not a live, but a recorded audio play of the book, like, kind of like a like an audio book version. So, he, uh, oh nice. Eventually, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna sell that at some point. So if you can't don't have time to read it, maybe you have time to listen to it. Awesome. That yeah, that'd be rad. That sounds really cool. Right up my street. <clears throat> Yeah, it's been good. Um, and if you guys are keen for it, I wouldn't mind doing a, a, a spoiler cast on it and a, once we've read it and and digested it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm into that. Yeah, sweet. Most definitely. Sounds good. So look out for um, that episode in the coming future, people. <laughs> who knows when? <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no other games. Although I just picked up. My, we stayed with a mate of mine here in Brisbane, and he had a copy of Watch Dogs that he's done with. So I've just picked that up for. Um, so I'll be giving that a go and seeing how bad it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be curious to see if you get farther than me. I, I lasted about an hour with that game and sent it right back to. I put about ten into it, about ten hours. Well, we'll see how I go. I, I wonder if it'll be one of those ones that it'll be just. I really like it, even though everyone hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so what have you guys been up to? <clears throat> um, let's see. Well, uh, we were just about to get into some of the news. Um, I was going to talk about this book that's coming out. Have either of you heard of the You Died book? Crickets, mm. so I'm guessing not. <laughs> yes, 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 I have. Um, on Twitter. Um, yes, yeah. I've seen them. Okay. I don't know much about it, but I've seen, I've seen it. Um, it's written by two people, um, a guy named Jason... Um, hopefully I'm not going to say his name correctly Killingsworth 
and mm. a lady by the name of Keza McDonald. They have uh, they're both gaming journalists, uh, but essentially yeah, it's a yeah. I, go I, ahead, Keza. I'm sorry, you guys are breaking up on me. Sorry, to say that again. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard of Keza. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, this is a book that's kind of about uh, the impact of Dark Souls, like what it is as a game and kind of the community that it, it created over the years. Uh, so there's going to be a bunch of interviews in it. Um, and I guess one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is because I was interviewed for it. Um, so I'll, uh-huh, cool. I'll be in there somewhere um, talking about Dark Souls haters and the kind of PvP community around that. I'm uh, pretty sure Gary and Cole from the Bonfire Side Chat podcast are in it. Lobos Jr. has a has a section when it comes to challenge runs, speed runs type things. Um, it just went to uh, on pre-order for about nine pounds, which cuts about twenty one dollars after shipping for the U.S. customers. Um, but you can, I'm sure, get a cheaper copy since you guys are actually, or since Clifford's over there in that area. <laughs> um, I think they're doing so a the digital you, copy if, of it as well. They are, yeah, they are. Oh, doing that'd be a digital good. Copy. Much easier for me. Yeah, mm. so uh, I think it's going to be Kindle yeah. only when it first comes out, and then they're going to do other ebook versions. And then, um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention it because it's a, it's a. I know all of us love Dark Souls, and I love pretty much any Dark Souls media I can get my hands on. So, wanted to give it a shout out. You can go to u-died.com to to go find pre-order links and more information and all that stuff. Yeah, do nice. yeah do go check it out. It seems pretty cool and I've uh, listened to obviously uh, Keza's stuff that she's done in the past and sort of Bloodborne and Dark Souls and it's pretty cool she's really really into it I, th- I think she writes I think it's GameSpot she writes for I think that I've, I've seen her stuff on but yeah I've heard her talk quite fondly of these of the Soul series before so I'm quite uh, quite interested in that book it's gonna it's gonna be uh, gonna be a good read I think De- nice. Definitely. Look at that. that. Look at us becoming a, a book podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're game. We're games media. No matter what. what no matter what it comes in. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> now that sounds really exciting. Um, and yeah, it'd be good if there's a digital copy because shipping and handling to New Zealand would be like three hundred dollars. Oh, I know. I can only imagine. <laughs> three into the world. Jeez, Louis. <laughs> Not quite that bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? What other what other news have I missed over this last week where I've been dark? Ooh. Clifford, I'm gonna let you take <laughs> that one. <sighs> well, th- th- to be honest, is th- th- there's not been a lot going on. To be perfectly honest, uh, don't know if uh, did you? I can't remember. Did you get into Fallout? Or, you, you, no, you, you kind of bounced off it a little bit, didn't you, Vader? Uh, yeah, I've I've got a reasonable amount through. I've rescued like Valentine. I think his name is the. Yeah. Um, the, the private detective mm. uh, and yeah it's just kind of when I forgot a bit of time and don't really want to think about it I'll chuck it on but uh, yeah, yeah it's not too I, I whipped through Tomb Raider a lot quicker um, enjoyed that thoroughly mm. well uh, well today I don't, well, is a cu- today or a couple of days ago they announced obviously the Fallout 4 DLC uh, t- oh yes today so far they've d- two small packs that are supposed to be $5 each and then a big pack which is supposed to be $25 uh, the original pre-order for the season pass was thirty dollars, so which is which is good because you, you're getting another expansion as well. So at the moment it it comes in at around forty-five dollars, so you're saving fifteen, and there'll be another expansion. So if you get the thirty-dollar season pass, it's it's very very good, uh, good 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 for your pocket, should I say? But 
they've when announcing this they've also basically turned around and said that price the $30 season pass only stands till the mar 1st of March from then onwards the season pass is going up to $50 oh heck yeah and I, I know obviously I, I do understand why they're doing it because they've um, the expansions they've built are bigger than they was expecting to be doing because they've done these two small ones they're doing a large one and then another large one but I'm I don't know where I stand on the price hike because obviously are they just doing that to maybe try and force people to buy their season pass now yeah well because that's the thing I thought as soon as you said I was like oh I better get it even though I know I won't get through all the content <laughs> man they know how to they know how to work us gamers don't they <laughs> well and this was gonna say I I only have seen the posters like for I don't know any details about the expansions and the posters just look so cool and they're like I want those, and I know, even though I know I'm not going to get to them. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you you can tame death claws and make them fight each other. That's just yeah, <laughs> super fun. But I, I think it's definitely a little trick to try and get everyone to buy it now because it's going to be twenty dollars cheaper, and that's considerably a lot of money. So a lot of people yeah. are going to jump on it now, and I think that's to be honest, I think that's one of the major reasons why they've done it, just to try and get people on it now. Yeah, at least it's good value though. At least it's um, mm. like if it was like fifty dollars and it wasn't good value, and they were hiking it to seventy dollars, then I'd be like, that, "Well, that's a bit stink." Yeah, and at least they're warning people, not just doing a sneaky one and doing it overnight. I'm still kind of unsure. I, I kind of get why they're doing it, but why do it at all? Yeah, true. Well, they've also announced they've um, that they're, they're going to release more content past these first three packs. So they're, I mm. think the the logic that they've said is we're going to release these three packs, which was our, I think that's what they had said when the game was released, or right before yeah. the game was released. Hey, we're going to do three packs. But now they've gone back and said, okay, well, we're going to do, and the phrasing on this is really weird, right? Because they've said we're going to do $60 worth of content. And I don't think that they've clarified, like, is that, does that include what they've already said they were going to release or is this $60 worth of new content and with the way that the DLC packs are, are broken out um, I think like the, the Pokemon thing the, the capture the claws and fight them is like $5 but the big story thing is you know $25 so what yeah. does $60 really mean in, in terms of gameplay and like stuff that you'll be getting um, the whole thing is really weird to me I don't play Fallout uh, I, I've never clicked with any of the 3D Fallouts so I haven't played 4 yet I'll give it a try at some point but and I definitely won't be buying a DLC season pass or anything like that unless it's drastically <laughs> discounted. But uh, I find the, the concept very interesting, the way that the companies are monetizing this. Because this plays into yeah. uh, the announcement this week. Have you heard this, Vader, that Dark Souls 3 is going to have a season pass? No. Yeah, so they've, they've, they've already released a... Uh, and you can, you can pre-order... I guess that's the first thing is pre-orders are now available for Dark Souls 3 like on uh, Steam and on all the various digital stores. Uh, there's a deluxe version on the PS4 which gets you the game, it gets you the season pass, and it gets you two themes, the soundtrack, and all that kind of stuff. Actually, I think that's, that's really about it. And then the standard version just gets you one theme. You don't get the season pass or anything. So they've said that they're going to release yeah. two big expansions. They haven't really said how big, although I think everyone's pretty much thinking it's going to be it's got to be at least as big as the Dark Souls 1 and 2 expansions, right? Like, that's that's kind of the that's, that's the precedent that they've set up to this point. Uh, but the I think the mm. exp the season pass by itself is another 30 bucks. So. Yeah, so how does that work if you get the, the like, the collector's edition 
physical version. I think if, are they adding that in? Yeah, I think they're adding some of that stuff in because like the Amazon Collector's Edition, the physical version with the statue and everything. I think they've like added the guide and they've added some more stuff into that. So I'm not sure if they're going to be added this adding the season pass. And some people on Twitter were asking me about that, and I was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't know. The best thing to do is just to contact Amazon and see if, what, what your order is, like wherever you have that pre-ordered to go and confirm that." Um, yeah, because I know you know in a, in the U.S. if you order something, if you pre-order online, like if I pre-order on the PS4 store, I can't get a refund on that. So just be, be, yeah. make sure you find that stuff out before you you put your money in somewhere. You order, mm-hmm. heck, that's interesting stuff. And, and back to that sixty dollar value of the Fallout one. What I find interesting about that is that they're the company that's making it. They decide the value of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm always like, you have decided $60, yeah. not me. <laughs> and $60 is a full price game in the US, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that works out and to so 60 bucks. Fallout, <clears throat> Fallout 4, $60, is a 400 hour game. So is their content going to be $400 hours worth? Because they've set that as their value. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, and I, I doubt it is. <laughs> I doubt it is. So it's all a bit cheeky. Yeah, it's mm. it's it's weird when you start working, doing all this DLC deals. I've seen a lot of negative feedback from the Souls community of you know I don't, I wish they wouldn't. I can imagine wouldn't you know I don't want to order a season pass before the game comes out because you know traditionally those have always come out after the game has been released. Yeah, um, it is a. It is a little cheeky, but at least we've had a lot of good DLC from uh, from yeah. software. We yeah. we can kind of, I've got faith that they're going to deliver again. Um, oh, oh, I pretty yeah. much. I, I'm like I spoke to obviously Jeremy, and I was speaking to CJ the other day about this. And I, I'm not a massive fan of season passes because I don't really like to buy, put my money down on something that I have no idea what it contains. But on that note, I re- from software is probably the only company now that I would actually trust to throw that money down on because they, yeah, to date they haven't let me down with anything they've made at all so yeah and they, I really hope they don't let us down I'd be, I'll would be i be heartbroken if they do I, I honestly don't think they will I don't think no. they will yeah I, no. I believe that um, I think Dark Souls 2 is the only season pass I ever purchased um, and that was strictly on the strength of the Autorius of the Abyss DLC which came out for Dark Souls yeah, 1 same. and same have, and since then have bought every expansion mm-hmm. kind of blind I've I'm kind of with Cliff yeah. I would never ever buy content I don't. I don't. I usually don't even pre-order games unless there's some significant advantage to it, or at least I know <clears> that I'm going yeah. to buy it. Um, I mean, there's just spending your money without really knowing what you're going to spend your money on. To me, has never made a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. That's like someone saying to you, "Do you want to buy this house?" But you can't look at it before you buy it. <laughs> you buy yeah. it, and then you can come see what the house is. It's like, well, hold on, I'm not doing that because I don't know what the house looks like. But it's, it's the same principle. You have no idea. You don't even half the time know even what content you're getting. They just say it's an expansion. You're like, well, what weapons, gameplay, new level? What am I getting? But they, yeah, you never really know. Yeah. But when it comes to FromSoft, we pretty much know we're getting new areas, new expansions because they always build new areas. It's kind of their thing. So. They they tend right. to give us expansions rather than crappy DLC, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, on that note, sorry guys, I'm gonna have to take, duck off. I gotta go check in. Um, <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to end so abruptly. <laughs> Thanks for joining <laughs> us, Vader. Nice we love we you. love you, man. Be- <laughs> have safe travels. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, and we'll just dude. say bye. And Odin's gonna come say bye. Bye. Say hi to everybody. 
Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Odin. All right, we'll get, we're going to find your catch. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> See you later. Adios. See you later. Bye. Yeah, cool. So that was uh, Vader dropping in insanely uh -oh. from the airport because he's a nutter. <laughs> yes, crazy fool. All right, Cliff, uh, you have been kind of teasing me about the top 10 tweeted games on Twitter. Um, so break this down for me. What, what, what's happening with these top 10 games? Right, basically, it's an article that came from IGM. Uh, I'm pretty sure they got their uh, numbers from Twitter. The numbers seem a bit wonky and a bit funny for me. I'm not well, that, sure on them. That sounds like you, Twitter then. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll see when you get them. Obviously, I've hidden the list from you because I didn't want you to see the numbers or the actual games. I wanted kind of you to see if you could maybe guess. Basically, what it is, it's the top 10 games tweeted about and how many times they were tweeted about in 2015. Basically. Okay. So, what sort of game, what, what, what do you reckon would be at the top, near the top sort of area right, or, so, or just um, or just give me a couple of games that you think might be on that list well let me uh let me let me get some ground rules real quick um are these are these games that were released in 2015 or there can there be stuff that hasn't come out yet some of them was and quite funnily some of them aren't so okay. it's, it's so, a bit so of a it, it can be bag. it can be both excellent um well let's see i know and I'm just going to pull... Let me think here. Let me think about E3 2015, because I'm sure a bunch of Twitter activity around then. I'm going to go... Um, one of them has got to be Fallout 4, and I'm going to say Fallout 4 is at least in the top five. Yes, that's in the top... That falls in at number four, at 4. Uh, 5.4 million tweets. 5.4. Um, let's see... What other big games? See, this is weird because I don't do a whole lot of AAA games. <laughs> I'm kind of in my own Souls universe a lot, so let me let me think about stuff that could have been. Um, man, I really wish I, I kind of wish that Bloodborne would be in there somewhere, but I doubt many people were tweeting about it. Is it did it even make the top ten list? Nope, didn't think so. Uh, let's go Rocket League. Rocket League was kind of a surprise in 2015, and that kind of took the the gaming scene by storm. Was did Rocket League get a lot of action? Nope. Damn, that's two strikes in a row. Okay, uh, <laughs> what other big games came out in 2015 that people would be talking about? I'm sure Assassin's Creed, nobody talked about that. Um, what about Doom? Because they nope. released... Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, well here's one, one, one small bit of advice. Try and think outside of the gaming community when it comes to games. Oh, like for the mainstream press. So what yeah, kind of? You, you guys, obviously, Twitter's quite. Uh, it's not just us. <laughs> I wished it was. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> I guess I was thinking just with just with the gaming circles. <clears throat> um, so, oh, it's got to be Mario Maker. It's got to be on there somewhere. Nope. Are you serious? They had like Seriously. commercials during the Super Bowl. I think <laughs> this, this list. When I'll tell you the list. Oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll start from one, the list. I'll, I'll give you one more, and then I'll give you the list. Go on. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think of like big Nintendo games. There's no big Zelda. Mario Maker was the only Mario game. Um, I mean, I know the Halo. Let's go Halo Five. Just to just to say maybe. Nope. Jeez. <laughs> right. It, it is. I am it, the, Cliff. I'm, I'm terrible at this game. <laughs> but this list is very weird. To be right. to be completely fair. Right. Number ten was Battlefield Hardline. That game was terrible. Don't oh, even I know why it's there. 1.5 million tweets. 
I wouldn't even. I don't even remember. I didn't even remember that game existed. So <laughs> exactly, I don't think many people did. So yeah, that game sucked. Although now uh, I'm thinking, uh, Star Wars Battlefront's got to be on this list somewhere. Bang! That's the next one, number yep. nine. One point seven million tweets. Hmm. Which is, I, I thought, being that Star Wars coming around, I thought it would have been more than that. But there you go. Uh, number eight was Arkham Knight, Batman Arkham Knight, 2.2 million tweets. Now, did you play that game, Cliff? Uh, I didn't, no, because I liked the Batman games, but, and then obviously I saw the car tank and all that stuff, and I kind of was like, meh. Yeah, I ended up um, a little bit more positive on it than most people, but Hmm. um, it's, and I, I played it, but I didn't, like, once I finished it, I looked up, like, okay, now it's time to, you know, I'm going to try to 100% it. And there's something like 300 Riddler trophies in there. Yeah. And th- throughout the game, I got maybe 20. <laughs> and I just, I just, and I, I wasn't really, like, I was just kind of picking them up along <clears throat> my way. I, th- I would have figured I had more than that. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't about to spend however many hours it would take to find and solve all that stuff. So, yeah. No, that just sounds uh, insane. <laughs> Sort that. <laughs> right. So yeah, next on the list, number seven, Witcher three. Oh yeah, <laughs> two point nine million tweets. <clears throat> that's that's one of my guilty. I have to get back to games sometime. <laughs> I got to get back into that game sometime. Mm. It was good. It, I, I just think it was a really good game, but I think it was just too expansive. There was too much stuff for me to do, and I could never decide what I wanted to do. <laughs> too much stuff. Sometimes I, I I find that with games, if there's too much content, it stops me from playing it because I I kind of get like oh too much stuff. And yeah, I'm you get like, you get frozen with choice. Like that's that's yeah. the same thing that happens. Um, like if you were a kid and like it was Christmas or something, you got five video games. You're like ah, I don't know what to do. What do I do? What do I do first? <laughs> so true. Uh, right. Next on this number six was Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Really? 3. Yeah, three point two million tweets. You see, I didn't. I thought about cha- I thought about saying that, but I didn't think that like because we're like number nine or ten down the line of Assassin's Creed games. I didn't think it would capture the the mainstream imagination for them to be talking about it. <clears throat> Weird. Yeah. Yeah. The next one, uh, FIFA fifteen, not sixteen. FIFA fifteen. Four million tweets. Well, this was probably because wasn't there some sort of um, hacking money scandal with that game with the cards or something? Oh, was there really? I, I, I that must that must have uh, missed me. Flew right by me. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, play FIFA, but uh, I my my wife is a big football fan, and I'm a big which means I'm a big football fan. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we I keep up in those circles. Like she listens to a podcast every week, and I I want to say that um, they were talking about some sort of weird insider trading. I don't know. It could have been that whole Seth Blatt thing, too. Who knows? Oh, mm. you know what it was? I'm sorry. It, I know exactly what it was. They added the women's teams for the first time. Was that 15 or was that, that FIFA 16? Obviously, no. I thought it was 15 because uh, I want to say it was 15, but I might be wrong. Anyway, I, let's go on with the list. Number four was Fallout 4. Yeah. and then Number four was Fallout 4, yep. And then number three, <laughs> FIFA 16 <laughs> with uh, 7 million <laughs> Seven million tweets. Now the next two ones, uh, they're kind of obvious, but the numbers—it's really weird. Like that. So FIFA sixteen was seven million. Number two was Black Ops three with twenty-five million tweets. Jesus Christ! Seriously? That's a huge. That's a huge jump in number from seven million to twenty-five million tweets. Yeah. 
And then at number one was Grand Theft Auto Five with thirty million tweets. Wow, that's that's a lot of tweets. <laughs> I wonder because that, uh, that game came out last year, right? Or came out that game came out in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. But the HD, re- or not the HD, but the next-gen release was in 2015. Was it 2015? I think so, because that's when I, I think that's when I played it, was when the the PS4 version came out. Yeah, I think it was early 2015. I think you're right. Yes, that's probably what's put it in there then. Yeah, because I, I had it in my mind that it was 2014, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it was early 2015. So, but yes, that's your... Uh, your, your list of top 10 most tweeted games on the internet for 2015. Which yeah, no, bl- no Bloodborne, no Dark Souls 3, 0 out of no. 10, would not list yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> but Battlefield Hardline was on there, which is just insane. <laughs> but there you go. So, yes. So, what have you been playing anyway? Um, let's see, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, last week we talked about for a good 30, 45 minutes on The Witness. Uh, mm, and I, I, the Witness. I, mm. I finished The Witness, um, which is a, a weird way of saying that I I saw the end game. <laughs> I, saw, I saw like an ending thing. Um, so I did all of the, I guess I'm going to be a little looser on spoilers than I was last week because, but I'm still not going to talk about specific puzzles or anything, but yeah. um people want to go in blind i guess you know skip ahead 45 seconds or so um i got all 11 lasers on the island uh, you can get to the ending with just seven but i got all 11 mm-hmm. um, there is a once you get in once you do that there's a way to get into the mountain and then um you have to proceed through a just a series of balls hard puzzles cliff <laughs> like some ridiculous <laughs> puzzles <laughs> they are insane um I mean, uh, you know, at some point they're they're wrapping around pillars, like they're instead of just being a flat surface, like you're wrapping around. Uh, it's just it's just crazy. It's insane. Um, I did that, and then if you get all eleven lasers, you can unlock um, the challenge area. And you and I talked about this on Twitter, and I'm not going to yeah. spoil anything. Uh, but I I want to I'm not going to spoil anything about the puzzles themselves. But I kind of want to lay out what you have to do because I think that a lot of people will play the witness and never see this. Um, and I, I found it fascinating. So in in the challenge area, um, you use a panel and you start a turntable. The turntable plays two songs, um, and you have to solve a total of fourteen puzzles. Uh, the fourteen puzzles are completely randomized, so you don't know what's coming. You can't look it up online. You can't. You have to just be quick. Um, yeah. There's clues for later puzzles built into earlier puzzles. So at one point you're in a room with a bunch of pillars. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. But there's clues. There's there's layers of puzzles into it. Um, once you get to the third, fourth, eighth, the ninth, and the tenth puzzles, um, you were you were presented with a series of three panels. Two of the panels are unsolvable. So you actually not only do you have to solve the puzzle, you have to pick which one is solvable. And 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 this is all timed because as soon as these two songs stop playing, you have to start all the way back from the beginning again. Jeez. <laughs> Then you have to do two more, and then two more, and then you can finally get to the challenge. I have not been able to complete this yet. Um, Giant Bomb had a recent uh, two-hour video on their website that I would recommend to go watching, with, which is they interviewed Jonathan Blow, the creator and designer of The Witness. Mm. And um, about three-quarters of the way into that video, they handed in the controller, and he completed this 
and he made it look just easy. <laughs> he made it look so mm-hmm. simple that it was infuriating. But I mean, he's probably spent how many thousands of hours on it. Yeah, and, <clears> and the point is, obviously, he designed all the puzzles himself, didn't he? So exactly, he he, yeah. he, he knows them. Uh, to be honest, I know exactly what you're talking about because I reached a point in the game where that was it. My, I would say, my intelligence level hit its roof, <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't get any further. That game had, had got to the point for me where I just didn't have the brain capacity to be able to figure out a lot of the puzzles. So I, I kind of gave up and just watched the. Uh, the rest of the game on YouTube, to be honest, <laughs> I don't think that that's a. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't. I wouldn't even say that's an intelligence thing. That's just a. How much time do I want to devote to this thing? Mm. But I, I wanted to see how the game progressed and ended. And yeah, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not particularly happy how they they wrapped the game up. I was expecting a bit more. Really? Yeah. I, 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 with all the sort of stuff that goes on, obviously I'm, I'm trying to murk around stuff, not to ruin mm-hmm. it for people. But everything, the, the clues and things, and the stuff it was showing you around the island, and uh, see, I've seen there's, there's two different endings, and obviously I've seen both of them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know, I'm unsure of the, 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 the puzzles, the game itself, beautiful, absolutely amazing. I've not played a game like it in a long time. It really, really did test my brain powers to its its maximum level. But I'm I'm not too sure if I enjoyed what binded it all together. I I, I was I was hoping for maybe a bit more, but mm-hmm. maybe that was just me personally going in thinking and expecting more. If you I can understand, I, mean. I can understand. Yeah. I mean, most games now have. Um, I mean, almost every single game out there has some sort of narrative that pulls you along through the game. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's like a Dark Souls thing where it's very subtle, and you know you don't really know what you're doing, and you can pick up a lot of environmental clues. Or if it's you know something outright like, "Hey, you need to go save the princess." Um, <laughs> and this this game has very very little of that. And personally, I don't really need I, I, for this game. I didn't need that. I was having so much fun just solving panels yeah. that. Like once I got into the mountain where there's a bunch of panels that don't really connect to anywhere, they're just there to do them. Like I was super excited to find more, like a hundred more puzzles to do. I was like, yes, excellent. <laughs> so like to me, I, I don't need that, but I can definitely see like if you were looking for something like that, it, that this game just totally doesn't have it. No, yeah, that that that's it. Uh, have you seen both endings? Well, that's all I'll say. Have you seen both endings? No, I have not. Um, you have not. Oh, right, no, okay, I've just, right. I've just seen the first ending. I, I will probably end up on YouTube at some point. Uh, I, I'm still telling myself, like, no, I'm going to get back in there. I'm going to do all the puzzles. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to 100 it. But I, I don't know. I, I just may not have time. Mm. There, there, there's in the second ending. There's most certainly a message there, but I don't think I'm clever enough to uh, dissect <laughs> it and pull it out. So, if anyone's listening on Twitter and they feel they've got an answer to that. I shall call it the second ending. Hit me up in a in a personal message because I would like to understand what he's kind of trying to purvey to us. There's definitely and if a message you, um, there. And if um, you're interested in more about the game, uh, Jonathan Blow and a couple of his artists and programmers did a AMA on Reddit, and uh, I'll try to find the link to do. I'll make myself a note right now. Cool. Um, I'll try to find a link to put in the show notes uh, because that's that was really interesting. Like seeing how. That and the giant bomb video where they talk about like creating this stuff, um, 
I could talk about the witness all day. We should probably stop. But the go go check <laughs> out the AMA and go check out that giant bomb video. We'll have links to both of those in the show notes. Yeah. I, I, it's not normally the sort of game that I would play to be perfectly honest like that sort mm-hmm. of game I do like my puzzles and I did get deep because I was off for a couple of days because I'd gone to see Slipknot in concert and those two days I was just hauled up in my bedroom just playing <laughs> Witness constantly just well you you know because I was messaging you every bloody five minutes oh yeah we, <laughs> me and you were going back and forth a lot that was a lot of fun <laughs> But yeah, no, like, I think that game would work spectacularly on like a, an iPad or something like that as a, a, just a, a series of really awesome puzzles, I think. I do like those puzzles and the way they're structured. I think they're fantastic. And they do teach you. And as you say, I don't want to spend too much more time on it, but seeing puzzles, I like speaking to you about it, and I'd, I'd see one set of rules and it, I, was, I was finishing puzzles with my set of rules, but they, my set of rules were wrong. And then I'd hit the toughest puzzle in the line and realise, bugger, my rules that I've made up for that puzzle were completely wrong. <laughs> and that's why I can't solve this one. And I have to try and find out a new set of rules, which that's why I was pestering you all the time. <laughs> and I, but, yeah, I would, I would get into that situation a lot where, you know, <clears throat> my, my rule set wasn't wrong. It was just incomplete. Like I wasn't considering mm. all of the various factors. And uh, they play with that stuff really well. So. Yeah. No, it's um, awesome. The next game I want to talk about is something I know you and I both played, and we mentioned it earlier that you put a review up on it on darkinsight.net, um, mm. is Firewatch. Yes. And this is another game that it's almost impossible to talk about because there's very little <sighs> of it there that you that you can talk about besides spoilers. Uh, um, and I think yeah. at some point, I would I would be interested, if Vader plays it, I think we could probably spend a good 30, 45 minutes as like an extra so to do a little spoiler cast on it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Definitely. I'll, I want to say that before today, I was prepared to talk about this game and, and rave about it and say, oh my God, it's so good. The voice acting is delightful. I love everything. The colors and the art style and everything is absolutely amazing. It's just such a shame about the technical problems. Mm. And I was that was going to be kind of my spiel. And I, I talked a lot about it on Twitter as well. Uh, but yesterday, or no, yeah, they yesterday, patched it, didn't they? they patched it. Mm. So I, I, I replayed the intro into, before the podcast today because I was waiting for The Division to download. And um, the it seems much much better now. Um, Excellent. The, the, that this, is uh, that is great news because I was actually aiming. I won't sort of. I let people read my review, but I would have given it probably a point higher if those technical problems at time of writing my review weren't there because they were definitely that they, they they broke you from the immersion of the game because the game is basic. Well, it's it's a walking not. A, well, they call them walking simulators. I class mm-hmm. this as oh, it's a hiking simulator. It's very, <laughs> yeah. very story driven, very story based, and it's about mm-hmm. the characters and the environment rather than actually doing gamey stuff. So that's why we are, you can't really speak much about it. But yeah, those technical issues. I remember when you first started playing it, and you'd I was speaking to you about them, and it's just. I didn't realise, like, obviously you was like, yeah, they're pretty bad. But then I jumped into it and I was just like, hmm, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, how was your your experience with it when you first sort of jumped in? Because I remember you Well, I went back, um, I wanted to, because it it came out on, I think, on a Tuesday, like these games do. But I thought, okay, you know, this is a brand new game. I'm going to stream it and see if I can get some some people watching my stream. Yeah. and I went back and I watched the archive, the first hour of the game, which is about all I streamed. And literally, the first <clears> thing <throat> I said about it is, "Oof, this frame rate is bad." <laughs> yeah, I mean that was 
and you know that's it, that's a sad thing to say because the intro is one of the most intro, like wow. heartrending in, intros. And I played it again today, and it was it's had this the full same effect. It was it was pretty rough. Um, and I I came out of it thinking like, man, that game was it was such a fantastic experience. It's such a shame that I had to play it like this. Um, and the now I think the best way to say it is before the patch, I probably wouldn't have shown it to my wife um, and had and played it with her in the room, or like played it with her and have her help me make those story choices and things like that because it was it kind of took you out of the game a little bit. It ruined your immersion. Um, yeah. And and with this patch, I think there's probably no problem in doing that. I think she's she'll just treat it like a like a long TV show or a movie or something. But it's good no. stuff. I, I, w- I really wish we could say more on it besides. Hey, it's a good game. Go play it. <laughs> we yeah. really do need to do a spoiler cast at some point. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely say if you're into uh, an experience and a, a nice heart, well, it really gets to get gets the it gets the emotion feels going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it well, let's, does. let's say this: if you like thriller movies, like if you like really emotionally charged like thriller mm. movies, um, I think I think this is the a really I think this is one of the few video games that gets that sense of. Um, like that sense of acceleration that a really good like like yeah. Cape Fears is, is probably my go to thriller movie where like it, it it by the end you're just barreling towards a conclusion you're like oh shit what's gonna happen like that's it, that's the way that, that that game plays out and it's it's really interesting and really fun yeah it's uh, and I, I'm I'm really glad to because I was gonna ask you if you tested the uh, patch because I haven't had time to test it and I'm really really happy that they've done that and I may go back after testing it and I may tweak my review if that's the case because obviously that was a, a major sticking point for me but if that's now sort of fixed to the point where it's good enough I may may go edit the review so yes it's good I'm glad they've listened and they've been able to sort that problem out because I, what I heard it was apparently it's the Unity engine it's a bit of a pain in the ass on consoles apparently mm-hmm. so yeah and then um, the last little thing I played before we get back into before we get into what I think is going to be the main event today <laughs> um, is uh, I played Unravel. Have you heard of this game? This is a yes. Ubisoft game. Um, this is a kind of a normal platformer uh, with one remarkable feature, which is to me is the graphics. It's absolutely gorgeous. It is just a beautiful looking game. There's a a water level where you're moving your avatar across the screen and waves are coming at the screen uh, and it is some of the best water effects that I've seen in a video game It's they're just phenomenal uh, un- unfortunately the game itself is really boring <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, this, this, uh, what you're saying there same thing I've heard from a lot of podcasters and sort of reviews saying that the game is beautiful but it's pretty boring and the platforming's a bit meh <laughs> yeah it's it's you know, with a platformer, you kind of want it to be accurate. Like, you pretty much know how Mario moves. And I'm not saying every game has to be Mario, but, like, mm. if you jump, you kind of expect, like, some physics, and you kind of expect it to be consistent. And this feels, like, I feel like I miss jumps all the time, that I'm doing the same thing. Like, I'll jump, and I'll get it one time, and I'll jump, and I'll miss it the next, and I'm doing the same exact thing on the controller. So it, it's kind of frustrating in that regard. Um, so I didn't, I haven't finished it. I'm going to, it's not bad enough you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not terrible where I want to go, like, stop it and burn it down or anything. So I might, I might try to just get through it because I, I kind of like the story that they're telling. I don't. It's not really a story, but I kind of like the stuff that they're invoking with the levels. Yeah. And I'm, the the mechanic where you are basically your avatar is a ball of yarn, and um, as you progress through the level, you get less and less yarn. 
and the way that you interact with that, you know, you're using the yarn to make lassos and to tie, um, you know, top bridges and to move objects through the environment. Like all that stuff is kind of neat. I just, I wish it was a little tighter as far as the controls go. Mm. Yeah, that seems to be the, the the most common common thing. Really, is a lot of people just saying it's a bit, a little bit too floaty, and as you say, it's, it doesn't feel consistent with the physics. I've heard that. Yeah, which is a shame, really, because it does look like a, a stunning little game, and yeah, but when it's a platformer, the platforming needs to be tight. That's the thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, when I first saw it, I remember like I was quite interested in it just by I liked the character Old Yarny. I think he's a he's a cute little character and just yeah, it, it reminded me a bit of Limbo, but obviously its platforming doesn't hold up to Limbo by the sounds of things. <clears throat> All right, Cliff, I think now it's time for the main attraction. Tell me about your experience with Demon Souls. <laughs> First off, let me let me ask this: How did you've been you've been after a PS3 and a copy of Demon Souls forever? How how did that happen? How did you get your hands on one? Because, uh, 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 to be honest, I was pretty much blown away by the generosity. Uh, as as the listeners know, I've been after. I've asked all my friends, everyone I know, for a PS3 because I really wanted to play Demon Souls. Because when I first started the podcast. I said on episode one that I was going to play backwards from Bloodborne, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, play with, through the series backwards, and I've done all that, got up to Demon Souls, but couldn't get a, a PS3 from anywhere. None of my friends had one because they've sold them all. I didn't have the money to go out and buy a second-hand one, so I thought that was it. Game over. I'm not playing it. I just kind of come to the idea that I wasn't going to be able to uh, try it out, but uh, Law Hunter, by, uh, our good friend Sean, he 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 was saying on Twitter that he's going to do a a GoFundMe to try and buy me a <laughs> PS3, just like as a joke. But then about half an hour later, I got a uh, a message from a Global Mega Dude on Twitter. Is he is a super awesome Mega Dude? He basically lives he lives in the UK, the same as me, and he mailed me his playstation 3 with demon souls what? in the post to my doorstep so i could play demon souls yeah he, he packed it up and posted me his ps3 so i could play demon souls it's yeah super blown away by the dude's generosity and it's it's awesome uh yeah I, i'm so so thankful so dude you are the super mega global dude thank you <laughs> so much yeah, absolutely Totally I've, I've known that guy from Twitter for a while, and he, he seems like a really nice guy. But man, that that is that is an exceptionally nice dude. He is absolutely absolutely global and mega. Yeah, so it's super super blown away by it. And 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 also when it, when he posted it to me, he wasn't posted to Clifford. He'd posted it to the Cliffster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that made me chuckle when it came through the door as well. So, but yeah, it's super awesome. But yeah, I've been been digging my heels into Demon Souls and banging my head against a brick wall <laughs> yeah if anybody follows uh the dark ins- at dark insight pod on twitter and follows you at death note on twitter um they, they've they've probably seen some messages that you've been having some difficulty with demons right now without without you having finished the game um like let's take demons out of it right now how would you rate the difficulty of dark souls 1 dark souls 2 and bloodborne right uh pff, easiest on the list by far definitely bloodborne 
Okay. Blood, Bloodborne. I would say. Ooh, see, Dark Souls Two Scholar and Dark Souls One. They're kind of similar. I would say. I I probably had. See, I had more trouble with Dark Souls Two Scholar, but I think that was just because I was getting used to Dark Souls after playing Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. And then after going to Dark Souls 1, I gelled with that quite easy. So I'd probably say Dark Souls, then Dark Souls 2 Scholar. It has to be because apparently Scholar is harder than the original Dark Souls, according to many people. I haven't, I don't know because I didn't play the original, did I? So. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, top of the list is Demon Souls without a goddamn question. <laughs> Well, yeah. um, if if you don't mind me, can I just put, like pepper you with questions throughout this? Because I'm kind of yeah, curious yeah, yeah. As, as, as to your your experience. Um, number one, like that intro video. What 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 did you think? Because that's to me that's probably like the best intro video out of all the Souls games. Oh, the um, you you talk uh, you talking the the attract one where you've got the exactly the, yeah the, the, the attract the video ignite. absolutely oh, yeah. mm-hmm. man that's so awesome. When you see it's, that, doesn't. Oh. Doesn't it make you wish that multiplayer worked that way? That like instead of summoning somebody before the fog gate and you go in together, Bam. like they just spawned in with you? That would oh, or spawned in so into the good. boss fight. It's so good. I just, <clears throat> I just love that video because it, it just shows you everything what to expect out of the, the game sort of thing. You've got, as you say, you've got the summon, you've got the got the big skeleton, you've got the huge demon, and it, oh, wow. And the music, the music for that intro. Wow. The music oh. for Demon Souls is unique among the Souls games, I think. I think it easily has the best soundtrack of, of all of them. And I, and I love some of the Bloodborne tracks, but man, Demons is so unique and weird and even queasy at times. I used that word describing it to somebody mm. the other day. Like it's like the the boss of 4-1 specifically has like some real queasy sounding like what is going on kind of music. And I, I just love that stuff to death. Yeah, I I definitely say that the 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 soundtrack the other games are kind of uh orchestral pieces these ones are but i feel they have melodies to them they they, they're memorable pieces if you know i mean you could kind of maybe hum some of them to people and they'd go oh i know that that's from the dark the demon souls intro but yeah the music i'm really loving the music the music's super awesome um we mentioned him a couple of times but gary has a thing about this where he he thinks that all of them sound like uh movie soundtracks and I, I kind mm. of agree with them, where it's just like that generic, like, John Williams score. And not to take anything yeah. away from John Williams, I mean, at all. It's not like I'm over here composing music for Star Wars or anything. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it does have the it does have a thing where it just all sounds the same. And like you said, with the melody, like, there's like there's songs in Demon's Souls you can hear, and you instantly know exactly where it is. And not only yeah. that, but where you were when you heard it the first time. Like, it's that striking. Mm. Um but okay, so started up the game. Who did you choose as your first class? Let's go from there. Right. Well, I did start the game as a knight. Okay. Didn't get very far with that. Quit the game. Started it again. <laughs> <laughs> and now you are a. I'm a royal. Okay, so you went to uh, a magic user. Yeah, what um? I, I heard it was a bit easier <laughs> it is it is i think anytime you have a built-in uh ranged option um is it can, is it makes souls games significantly easier um, yeah. as they've as they've gone on they've gotten better about enemy ai handling your ranged options but with demons like um when you're finished with the game i'm going to send you a video where this guy goes through it on uh on pure black which makes all the all the enemies harder yeah. at new game seven 
at soul level one and uh it it is essentially like he uses a a specific weapon a specific bow in the game that's kind of op um but he it's almost like a puzzle game at that point like he goes through and figures out exactly how to pull which enemies where and like it's it's really interesting wow um are you so are you finding it with the royal you find it a little bit easier or are you kind of still struggling or where are you at right now well when i i moved through uh one one uh Bolitaria castle got through killed the, the the first boss the phalanx with zero deaths so i thought yes right excellent. Th- excellent this is this is much better than my initial playthrough as a knight fantastic and then i hit the brick wall again <laughs> this it, this is where i hit the brick wall the first time when playing the knight for some reason after getting past the phalanx i've been struggling to make any progress and uh, i was I'd moved to. I took your advice. I went to four one, the mm-hmm. Shrine of Storms. Yep. Went there, picked up the Crescent Falchion sword, which is awesome because obviously I've I've buffed me me magic right up, and I'm I'm doing a lot of damage with it. But that, that yeah, I, I'm not having problems with the enemies. Like I'm moving through the skeletons. They're, they can be a bit of a pain in the ass with their roly-poly codswallop. But <laughs> it, once you learn them, it's not too bad. But I, I got deep in. I Probably I had about 20,000 souls and I thought, oh, I should go spend these. No, I'm all right. I'm doing fine. I'll, I'll move. keep on moving through. And yeah, and then obviously those you've got those blinking manta ray things flying about in the sky and yeah, they're just making my life a living hell in that place. <laughs> I just seem to they just get me all the time and I must have in that area I think I've lost a total of about 40,000 souls now I, I swear to god that's a fr- that can be a frustrating area um that's it's just man there's so much to that game that I love so much but it's it's I have one of those weird reactions to hearing people do and I don't know if you have this either, but if you since you've been going backwards through the Souls games, but anytime I hear somebody like, "Oh man, I'm having such a hard time," and it's with an area that I had a hard time on, but now I don't because I probably put a hundred hours into yeah. it. Like it's it like gives me a sense of satisfaction. Like I'm like, "Yeah, you're dying there too, man. That's great." <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally understand that. I really do. But it's just like I I think I'm approaching stuff wrong because when I first went in there, I was obviously struggling. Then I got through up, but there's a bit where there's like gold skeletons on a cliff edge that you need to get past and round whilst yeah. dodging the manta ray spack things that they throw at you. Oh my Christ almighty. That is just like, yeah, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the game giving you a big middle finger. Just There's a... Um... <laughs> I'm not gonna actually get into it, but I will say that there is a very satisfying conclusion to that to that world that you're gonna you're gonna really really dig. Um, I'm, uh, uh, do I get I, to kill them? Do I get to kill those <laughs> bloody flying things? Because well, technically, will me. <laughs> technically, you could kill them right now. You can actually hit them with a bow and arrow if you lead them. Um, oh really? It's, yeah, it's 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 hard, it's and if you depending on your stats, it could take forever, forever depending on yeah. the, the weapon. <laughs> um, but you you could technically kill them. I mean, it would just take way too much time to be worth it. Um, mm. I find um, I was thinking about it when you and I were going, sending DMs back and forth about um, you're getting stuck in certain places. I was trying mm. to like in my mind run through the levels of Demon Souls. And I don't, I don't have that mental map like I do with Dark Souls One, where I can literally <clears> just like go from place to place and tell you exactly yeah. where everything is. Um, but man, I, I was thinking about it, and I think demons with the the way the levels are structured around that one um, 
archstone where you kind of spawn in and everything else is shortcut based. It seems like it's the long it's the game with the longest runs between like a safe spot, a bonfire, which is not really a bonfire mm-hmm. in demons, and a and a boss. Like it seems like you have your longest boss runs in the, in Demon Souls. Yeah, th- this is one of the things that I'm kind of banging my head against because I when my first playthrough, I was trying to push through one two, which is basically you go out after the phalanx and you have to move up a bridge whilst there's a blinking dragon circling up and he keeps coming down and f- doing fire along the bridge and. Man, I must have. Been, I was there for about three and a half hours trying to do that bit, and I was losing my rag. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever find your way under the bridge? Yep, yep. Okay, I found good. my way under that bit. I was fine. I get up. Uh, the problem I was getting is when you get to the top of the end piece. There's like four archers and two blue-eyed knights. Oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And they were just kind of pasting me every time because. Uh, you're kind of stuck because obviously you're going up against the archers but then you've also got the dragon at your back so you kind of have to be really careful where you position yourself otherwise you get toasted by him or if I move forward I I aggro the the first blue eye knight and then he comes in and batters me whilst the archers are getting me I've got through to the boss once because I'd run through Mm -hmm. I got into the boss and then the boss has archers on the ceiling and one of them got me before I even went to move anywhere and I <laughs> oh that's that's, that's frustrating yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah so I, I quit that and then that's when I started the rule but obviously I, I'm I'm absolutely determined not to quit I'm not quitting like I've set the, I've moved the PlayStation to the front room now actually so I'm I'm on Demon Souls after we finish the podcast I'm pretty <laughs> determined I'm not go- I'm determined to finish this playthrough before Dark Souls Three comes out, but well, I think um, I just—I think I just need to be a bit more patient with it and just take my time. This is one thing, because as you say, because the long runbacks, the, the the runs from sort of bonfire archstone to boss area can be pretty substantial, and there's not, as I've seen so far, not many shortcuts really. Other, yeah. The shortcuts don't seem to be there. I I don't know yet because I haven't delved much into the game, but they seem to be quite long runs from archstones to boss, which can be pretty grueling at times. The, the um one thing I do want to mention is that uh, I loaded up Demon Souls the other day, and um there's a guy that uh, I believe we're both friends with him on Twitter. His uh Lurker Lurker Zero is his yeah. YouTube channel. Um, he was looking for some help with one of the bosses, so um. And I happened to be in his level range, so we loaded up and we just like tore through a boss and had a, a really great time. If you get, I'm level 57 and I have the entire game open, um, which I didn't realize until I loaded the save up. I guess I think this was my aborted. I was going to do the uh, platinum trophy and then just gave yeah. up at some point. Um, so I've got the whole game open. Um, so if you get into the range of 57 and you need some help, I'm, I'll be glad to volunteer. I know our schedules are a little weird, but generally speaking, I can I can help you out. And it's oh, getting awesome. getting summoned was really really fast. Like as soon as I put my sign down, he saw it, and we didn't really have any problems. So yeah, see that's one thing I've heard about Demon Souls that the summoning is fantastic on it. Apparently, apparently it just mm-hmm. works really really dead simple. Um, and then. Oh man, I want to talk to you. I want, to, I want you to be done with this game already, so we can talk about it. Are you? Uh, what, what about the like the atmosphere? Is like the the nexus and stuff like that. Like, are you kind of digging? Are you digging the? Because demons has such a unique tone to it. Like, it's a little bit bloodborne, but it doesn't have some of that uh, crazy Lovecraft cosmic stuff that Blood, uh, Bloodborne does. So it's kind of its own thing, even from the Dark Souls games. Are, are you digging it? 
that that's one of the main reasons I don't want to quit because I am I am digging the game. I love the Nexus. That place is so cool. Right? It's so I love, awesome. Oh, the design of that place, just where you've got the 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 magic that's keeping the old one sort mm-hmm. of safe, and then you look up and there you've got the big statue with the sword, sort of guard. Oh, what a beautifully designed place! It's awesome. Have you gotten into World Three at all? Uh, one, two. No, I haven't even dipped a toe into that area yet. So, um, World Three is kind of famous, and this year we we found out that um, I guess before that, World Three is is famous for a reason. It's so so fucking good. Like it's such a like three one is amazing, three two is amazing, three three is just it's all good. It's it's kind of hard, but it's really really good. Mm. And uh, we found out this year in an interview that uh, Miyazaki himself actually designed all of that himself. Like he had, right. he, he it was his responsibility. So it's a unique level, and it's it's really good. I can't I can't wait to hear your reactions the next time we record, so we can we can talk about it. So you got to you got to get in there. Have you found any NPCs yet? Uh, just Astrava. Yeah, so far. yeah, yeah. I've I've saved his saved his ass a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> that's one yeah. thing that's really weird is uh, that they, they have never gone back to is when you find a Strava, he kind of wanders around a little bit, and they don't really do that in any, any of the other games. <clears throat> All of them are static. Yeah, that's one thing you got to be careful with him if you haven't cleared out the entire area. If he wanders off into a bunch of enemies, he can get himself killed, and then uh, that's oh, abs- a, absolutely. I would <laughs> so presume that's his quest line completely balls up the wall. <laughs> so, but no, that's I like the way that he just kind of wanders around. Like, yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm gonna go kill a few people. Just I like his about. I like his gear too. Like all of his all of his equipment is really rad looking. I like that shield. Mm-hmm. I like, like that when I saved him the first time, he gave me a blinking telescope. Oh yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, so, because I mean, do you have any closing thoughts on on Demon Souls, or do you want to go right into our uh, into our comments, emails, whatnot uh, this week? Yeah, I'll I'll just say that obviously I'm not gonna because I haven't played much of it. I'm not gonna dig too much into it this week. And obviously, I know Vader really really wants me to to talk with me on this matter so once I've dug into the game a bit more we'll all sit down and have a good old chat about it but it is a a great game and as you say it does have its own personal feel separate from Bloodborne and Dark Souls it kind of feels like a bit of both yeah I, I, I am digging the game and hopefully I can knuckle down and get a bit better at it and then I can enjoy the game a bit more and not just die all the feckin' time. <laughs> I think I think once you get um once you get a few levels under your belt, like once you start getting into that 30, 40, 50 range, um yeah. like you start and then you can cuz you probably haven't even found the place to upgrade your weapons yet. Um no. Yeah, so once you once you start getting into upgrading your weapons and oh my god, dude, the upgrade system, don't even try to learn it yourself. Like <laughs> ask somebody, go look at the wiki, it is impossible to know what to do with the upgrade system. Yeah, I was talking to uh, a good friend Sean Lawhunter and he he he's basically been help, um, helping me and I've got the obviously the Crescent Falchion and he said I can either stick with that or he was advising me on the Moon Falchion and sort mm-hmm. of the the uh the stuff that comes along with that and the stuff that comes along with the crescent and there's there is it's, there's some very intricate systems in this game i must say yeah, oh yeah once you, once you get there. into the upgrade system and once you get into world tendency and character tendency and all of those kind of things like 
there's there's entire quest lines that depend on like yeah. your world tendency that you'll never see if you don't happen to be at the right place at the right time. Um, <laughs> it's a lot more punishing than than excuse me than Dark Souls is in that regard. You can definitely see throughout, with the exception of Dark Souls two to Bloodborne, um, the games were making kind of a clear progression as far as like player choice and like yeah. player control difficulty. Um, like Dark Souls Two probably has the most like player flexibility of like yeah, I can choose my own difficulty, I can change my stats, I can upgrade it real easily, I can do those kind of things. And mm. man, Demon Souls is not that at all. No, <laughs> I no, still no. think I still think Demon Souls is probably the hardest platinum out of all of the games because there's there's one piece of upgrade material. In fact, you've been there the the gold skeletons you were talking about. Yeah. So there's some red eye skeletons down there that are. They're Black Phantom versions that they were the only people in the game that dropped the, uh, basically what is the Titanite Slab version. Of, mm. It's called Pure, Pure Bladestone. So to be able to get it, and it has a super small drop chance. So you have to get your world tendency to the hardest. You have to get down there. You have to kill two of them. Oh, they didn't drop it? Got to do it again. Got to do it Ooh, again. Got to do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's rough. Um, <clears throat> I'll get back to it some way. I need, I need to go ahead and play at that game. But, yeah. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad you're digging it. I was getting kind of worried watching your tweets that you were uh, getting to the, to the point where you're going to give up. But I'm glad to hear that you're going to stick with it. I think, I think you're going you're gonna to like sticking with it. Yeah. You'll you're, you're, you're come to learn with me. Like, I do lose my rag quite easy. But <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't quit easy. I, I'm not a... I, I, I will dig my heels in until I get there. <laughs> no Good. matter how much it insanely drives me crazy. Bloodborne was the same when I was fighting Ebrietus because it was the first game I played in the series. Man, I fought her for five nights on the trot for two hours every night until I beat her. That's I was going insane, but I finally got there. Uh, I, I yeah, I don't quit. <laughs> The worst part about uh, fighting Ebby when Bloodborne first came out is I went on Twitter. I don't even think we were friends back then on on Twitter yet, but uh, I had the same difficulty. Like I just could not. I was to the point where I was save scumming on that boss. Like I would because you couldn't. You could only hold like a hundred vials. So yeah. instead of going to you know grind for more vials, I would just download my save right that I yeah. uploaded right before I'd fought her. And I, would, I went on Twitter one day, and I was like, man, this fight sucks. I hate this. I've been dying over it. And like, people were like, oh, man, I, I killed her the first time. That was a one and done for me. That's the easiest boss. Turns out they had that AI thing. They had oh, left the, the PlayStation on. So game's on for 12 hours. It was, your game had yeah. to be on for 12 hours. And <laughs> you, you get so they had the easy late. version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they were, they were telling me that, oh, man, that's an easy boss. And I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> You're no crazy. Way. <clears throat> that oh, that head charge thing that can hit you twice and it just instantly kills you. Or the oh, when know, she does I the know. arcane beam. Oh, Christ Almighty! <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that that was like yeah, five nights, two hours every night. <sighs> I didn't quit. I'm not so, quitting this. That's for sure. <laughs> so we wanted to get some um, some reader feedback, like we try to do every week. And um, mm. you post you post the question to our, our friends on Twitter, and I, I reposted this on Tumblr. I don't even know if you know that I did that. We we do have one Tumblr question that came in, um, but we we put this on on the various social media outlets. And you asked, um, actually, I don't have it up. What was your actual question? Do you have it up? Yeah, I basically turned around and said, obviously, I've been struggling with Demon Souls, so. Uh, what games have you struggled with and why? And uh, I'll start us off with Video Game Dog Art, who is um, at Revitar on Twitter. 
And uh, I recognize this dude's name. Apparently, he's doing a lot of the. He's doing our pod. He's doing a, he's doing a podcast around because I've heard his name on uh, Chomp Chain podcast, and I th- mm. believe he's he's been talking to us a lot on Twitter too. So uh, I don't know whether it's a he or a she. That's I should I should be careful with that. You're absolutely yeah, right. I, uh, I've got a feeling it might be a she, but the, they've mm. done. I don't know. Did you see the uh, picture Paddy had done of him as Revolver Ocelot? Yes, absolutely. That's who, that's who drew that. That's who does this, those Excellent. those pictures. Well, props. That, that yeah. is awesome. Yeah. He or um, she. <laughs> Sorry, does, they said, does that um, yeah. to answer your question, they said, Bloodborne took ages to get into it, dropped it so many times, did like blood vials, no shield, flipping frenzy, love it now. <laughs> I was surprised. Like, we got, we're, we're going to go through the list, but Bloodborne's a big name on this list, which is which is kind of weird to me because I love I loved Bloodborne so much, but I guess it's a little harder of a game than I thought it would be. Hmm. Yeah, frenzy. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> frenzy's such a bullshit mechanic. I hate frenzy. Oh it, god, oh, frenzy! God, <laughs> it's the worst. It's 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 the worst. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Yes. Well, you want to do? Yes, I'll fire away the next one. Uh, our friend, Mister Josh Crow, the morded beard, metal beard man. Mr. Josh Crow, uh, good listener, super awesome dude. Yeah, Mr. Josh Crow. Uh, first bit he's put: life is strange, not because it was hard, but because it was so heart wrenching. And at the end of the game, it made me cry. Damn, that's a game I have to finish. I still haven't finished it. I'm on to episode three now, and I I, I need to finish that game. I've heard nothing How about good. Yeah, I'm part way into episode one, and with everything that I hear about it, I, I need to sit down and just like devote the time to to get through yeah. it. Like I, I got to stop messing yeah. about with it. Yeah, so also, and then he goes on to say, also Bloodborne, because it was my <laughs> first Souls game, and I I just couldn't understand it for the longest time. And Josh, I heal, I certainly feel you on that because it was my first Souls game as well, and. Yeah, that that first town area where there's a whole bunch of townspeople. I probably spent about four hours there learning souls and <laughs> how not to play the game. <laughs> I've told this story um, in other places before, but I still have the um, my first Demon Soul save where I uh, like I loaded the game up. I think I had rented the game from somewhere, and I'd played through one one and died however many times with making basically no progression um and that was my very first souls game i'd never played dark dark souls wasn't even out at that point and um quit and said this game sucks i never want to play it again (laughs) (laughs) and uh of course i go on and i get addicted to dark souls and i'm like okay well i gotta go back to demons and i loaded the game back up and my save was still there 45 minutes (laughs) that was how long i played before i gave it up (laughs) so sad so So i've I've been there i I know that process of learning souls games it's not Mm. it's it's definitely a process Um, the next one is our friend Sean, aka the Lore Hunter, which he might have some interesting news for us this coming week. We're not going to mm. say too much about it, but we might have some might have some teasing stuff happening right there. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, "Metroid Prime was my most memorable struggle. The world was dangerous and mystifying. I banged my head endlessly against much of the game. I would have quit, but it sparked a sense of discovery in it that kept me going." What do you, what do you think about Metroid Prime? Did you play it when it came out? Loved it. Me, me too. I haven't played yeah. it since. I don't know how it would hold up nowadays. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. At the time, uh, I was uh, chefing. I was working sort of 13-hour shifts, so I was working a lot. And I was basically getting home from a shift. 
ordering late, late, late pizza and basically playing Metroid Prime for a couple of hours every night after getting home from the kitchen, then going to bed. So that this game was my life for a, a small period, and I got lost in this world. Absolutely loved it. I've always loved the Metroid games. A lot of people didn't like the whole moving to sort of first person, and but no, I I really enjoyed it. I think it's I think it was a fantastic game. Yeah, I got a. I got at the time when it came out, I got a little bonus from work, and so I bought um, GameCube and this game. And I want to say it was the Zelda game at the time, Wind Waker. Which Wind Waker is probably my, is in my, is definitely in my top three Zelda games. Um, but I was really mm. surprised that I played Metroid Prime. Like that was the game I kept going back to. That's the game I was thinking about all day. That's the game I wanted to play. Like I, I all of the lore notes they scattered around and just the first person combat working so well on that controller and the grappling hook and everything oh man it was such a cool game I, I really really liked it that's why I'm so scared to go back to it like now I think like if I go back to it it'll spoil my memories <laughs> yeah I, 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 just... I, I, I did go back to it briefly I can't remember when it was because they uh, reported it didn't they across for the Wii so you had yep. the motion controls and I really enjoyed it then with the motion control as well actually that worked really well so, yeah, but I haven't played it since then. So it's probably been maybe about four years, I'd say. Yeah, about four years. But I, I enjoyed it when I played it again on Wii. So, you know, for um, how dumb Nintendo is with their virtual console stuff, like they that you can buy that on the virtual console, like that trilogy or whatever, mm. um, one, two, and three. But like they, for some reason, for like two days they had it down to ten dollars and so i snapped it up for the wii u for ten dollars but i've never actually played it oh. i keep meaning to go back but i was like ten dollars can't can't beat that because that's a relatively rare game like that they didn't make a lot of those trilogies um mm. physical copies of it anyway yeah take us into our next one uh the next one is from mr cj the coffee jesus from over at twin humanities our good friends over there and not surprised that he's put this. <laughs> he says, If struggle to get into, Blood Ball. A game I truly, truly want to love, but I continually fail to mesh with it. And that is... Oh, that's a shame. That's such a... Oh, I, I feel so sad to hear this, because I listened to their latest episode today, actually, and he has a talk with Paddy about how he really wants to like the game, but he just just can't seem to gel with it for whatever reason he he, he thinks it's down to his uh, addiction to scholar because obviously scholar came out the first around the same time and he got into that and he just seems to be in that and just can't gel with bloodborne and ah oh, that's a shame <laughs> such a good game yeah i've been i've followed his um progress just on twitter over the last few probably the last year or so let's say that and um mm. I, I know he was struggling with it. There was a time where they were thinking like, well, maybe it's the co-op run. Maybe he's not having, maybe he should play solo. And I, I don't know, like if he's not clicking with it at this point, like I, I mean, I hate to say it, but like, it's just not the game for him. He seems to enjoy yeah. watching people play it. He seems to enjoy like watching streamers and things like that. So I, it, it's, it's always a shame when you have a, a game from a big studio that's like, but that makes a game that's kind of like the games that you love. And I know he very much loves and he holds dear scholar of the first sin, but yeah. you know, it, it's always a shame when those games come out and you're like, yeah, it's just, it's not quite for me. Like if Dark Souls three comes out and I can't click with it, I'm going to be the most depressed dude for 2016. <laughs> I'm going to be so sad. So hopefully that won't happen. <clears throat> yeah. Um, our good friend, global mega dude, AKA Bucklord. Dude. Uh, 
thanks <laughs> thanks again for the PS3 to Death Note. Uh, he also chimes in on the Bloodborne, saying, "I struggle to get into every game I've played." Oh wait, hold on. I'm I'm actually I phrased this incorrectly. I'm sorry, Global Mega Dude. Mm. He says, I struggle to get into every game I've played after Bloodborne. Nothing controls as well or rewards my time as much. And man, I totally understand the Soulsitis. I got this real, yeah. real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, <clears throat> when, you, when you load up a game and you're like, well, this is fine, but it's not Dark Souls. So I'm going to quit playing it and go play Dark Souls. Like, that's See, a- uh, yeah, this is the problem. See, obviously playing Bloodborne and Dark Souls, the combat is just so perfect in my eyes and i used to love the witcher's combat got the witcher free obviously been playing bloodborne dark souls and i was like i don't like the combat it's not playing like dark souls (laughs) i'm just like this this series of games has ruined a lot of games for me yeah absolutely that's my that's my big concern that's actually my big problem with the witcher specifically is if i put the combat difficulty up i feel like it's not good enough for the for what I'm doing, yeah. and if I crank it down all the way to the bottom, I'm like, Too why easy. am I even doing this? Yeah, so yeah. I, I haven't been able to find that balance yet, um, and hopefully one day I will because I, I I like the story bits of that game. Yeah. So our last one is from Tumblr, and it's from an anonymous person, so we don't know who you are. <laughs> and just so you guys know, our Tumblr is um, what is our Tumblr? It's dark insight.tumblr.com. Feel free to. Uh, I opened up anonymous questions there today and started posting a little bit on there. So we, we, we've already got a few followers on there. So I'm hoping to grow that Tumblr a lot. Um, so yeah, hit me up. I'll, I'll be I'll be managing that Tumblr and you can come in and ask me questions or whatnot. And I'll make sure Cliff gets any and Vader gets any that you send to them. Yes, awesome. So yes, anonymous says the most I struggled was soloing was Orny and Smo. Whoa. Doesn't everyone there they're, they're a pair of buggers into? It was tough and took a while, but it was damn fun doing it. Wish I could say the same about a lot of the Dark Souls 2 bosses, though. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I guess they don't like the Dark Souls 2 bosses as much. No, I guess not. See, uh, some of them were... I I quite like a lot of the Dark Souls 2 bosses. Yeah, I quite... Yeah. Orny and Smo, though. Mm. Oh, man, that's such a good fight. That's so... It's funny though, do you know I had less problem with them on my first playthrough than I did on my sequential second playthrough, which is very really? strange. Yeah, which is very odd. <laughs> kind of, I guess it can kind of depend on the build sometimes, um, depending on how much damage you're doing. And uh, I, I know, obviously, if you bring a summon into that, that that you know makes that fight. It's not easy, but if you bring a summon into it, it makes it much more manageable. Yeah, because um, you can split the two up. It makes life easier. I can't tell you how many hours I spent as a as a sorcerer just sunburrowing for Ornstein and Smo, just hanging out in, in Orlando all night. Like I would be reading a book and then getting summoned and then go back to my book and then get summoned. Like I just spent awesome. hours doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cool. So what is that? does that wrap us up for the evening? Yeah, I'd say we'll wrap up a bit shorter than usual, but I think this is a nice. To to be honest, we'll probably. Um, the episodes will be a tad shorter, I think, from now on than our two and a half hours that we normally do, <laughs> uh, because obviously we're going to be more regular now. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to yeah. talk about more and more often. So we'll probably have less to talk about in a given episode, but yeah, become we we'll talking a lot more at you in general. Yes, most certainly. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's 
been different without Charles here. We miss you, Charles, you weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, uh, on the next uh, episode, I'm not going to be about because I've uh, I'm I'm out with the wife for dindins. I've got to go for dinner. Can't must attend to those husband duties. But uh, a happy wife is a happy life, man. Indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, so yes. You don't forget to go check out the website, which is uh, live now, which you can find at darkinsight.net. You can, uh, yeah, please go and check that out and sort of uh, let us, uh, if you've got any feedback on the site and anything maybe you think could improve the site, we'd love to hear user feedback because obviously we've just been staring at the the, the thing for ages and (laughs) we kind of got blinkers going on for it. So it'd be nice to get some feedback off of you guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, iTunes reviews, if you can, iTunes reviews are, are much appreciated. And yep. everyone that's done them up to date, thank you very, very much for them reviews. They've all been super, super awesome. Uh, myself, you can always find me over at Twitter at DefNote with a four. So D-E-4-T-H underscore N-O-T-E. You can catch me at my YouTube, which is exactly the same. DefNote underscore with a four. Uh, and yeah, you can also get me at cliff at darkinsight.net. Uh, Jeremy, where can people find you? The easiest way to catch me is on Twitter at JG Greer. Um, you can also actually just go to the website, go to darkinsight.net that has a, and then go to the, yeah. the crew page that has a link to everything that I do on the internet just about. Um, and then, like I said earlier, we're, we're on just about every form of social media that you could possibly want to look at. So um, we're dark-insight on Tumblr. We're at darkinsightpod on Twitter. If you want to just talk to one of the three of us, we all see those tweets coming in. So, and we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just help us spread the word. We're a, kind of a new podcast. We've got about this is our fourteenth episode, and we're you know we're ready to grow up and get 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 into get into the size with the big boys. So, <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, I will say tati bye for now and umbasa. Umbasa. Go forth, touch the demon inside me. Let these ownerless souls become thine own.